Hey everyone, welcome to PTSD TV. Today is Tuesday and it is PTSD Book Club and today we are reviewing The Untethered Soul, The Journey Beyond Yourself by Michael Singer. So this is an awesome book and just we have just a few kind of introduction notes before we jump into things, but it's a great book and um, it, it's going to be a great episode. It is. Be so fun. before we kind of jump in, we'll do some introductions and things of that nature. So this episode of PTSD TV is sponsored by my Broken to Unbreakable program, which is my PTSD and CPTSD recovery program. So I'm a recovery coach. I help people through the recovery process kind of from start to all the way through, right? It's called Broken to Unbreakable. It's kind of a cutesy name, but it's a, it's a kind of a real thing. We always talk about, you know, the belief, first of all, that recovering from PTSD is possible and 100% recovering is possible and mm -hmm. is achievable and there is a way to do it. Um, so that's kind of the program that I run and that sponsors these episodes and allows us to do these things. And that kind of leads me into, you know, who I am, right? So my name is Kayleen. For those of you who don't know me, I had CPTSD for over 15 years and now no longer do. And like I said, now I'm a PTSD and CPTSD recovery coach. And this lovely man over here, is Brad Shipke. I am her significant, very lucky other. Um, and I'm very excited to talk about this today. Michael Astinger's book, Untethered Soul. It's a great book. And then just a few things before, again, we kind of get started here. So I just want to mention, I think, every episode, at the beginning of every every episode, that, you know, for those of you who are kind of new to the podcast, why we do the podcast, we do the podcast because, you know, we've been there, we've been in your shoes, we've been in those dark places, you know, looking for help, looking for resources, looking for hope, really, from someone who had done it. And, you know, there wasn't really anything out there. And so that's what, you know, our goal is to, to give back to you all to provide a, a place of positivity and support and, you know, action ultimately is our ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. And the other thing we want to say, because, you know, so often we hear people say like, oh, I came here and I, I thought I was so alone and I thought I was kind of abnormal or like that this was a weird thing to be happening. And it's, it's a very common thing to have PTSD and PTSD is a normal reaction to an abnormal event. So that is just something I think we kind of should probably kind of kick off with every time is like you're normal, nothing, you're not crazy, you're not anything like that. Everything that's happening is okay. Yeah, yeah. And you can't hear that enough. Because everybody, from the dawn of man, right? S from like since man, humankind has existed, um, people have been getting PTSD. You know, like there are actual accounts of it, um, back like thousands of years. Mm -hmm. You know, since recorded history, there's been recorded of people like having these kind of symptoms. Of of course, it wasn't called PTSD. You know, a thousand years ago, right? But everybody has been having those symptoms and like, you're completely normal. Like there's nothing wrong with you. Like you're not crazy. <laughs> you're yeah. just experiencing, um, you're experiencing normal reactions to abnormal events. Yeah. Right. And you're just yeah. in a lot of pain. So and there is that's a, a great way to healing. Right. And yeah. I think that's just really important to kind of, to kind of kick off with. And yeah, a always, lot of things, you always. know, uh, Brad loves to say this and it's a great saying like we're here to you know give you a hug and kick you in the butt at the same time right so sometimes there's some tough love but it is all love it mm -hmm. is all out of love and you know it's all positive stuff it's all healing stuff yeah it's all good stuff so we can I guess kind of jump right in right yeah, so today like I said we're um reviewing the untethered soul by michael singer so what we're going to cover here when we do the book club the ptsd book club the book reviews what we do is we pull our three <laughs> if you're on youtube you saw i just put the number four up uh, we pull our three kind of 
biggest or most significant things out of it that mm-hmm. we think apply our three favorite things yep. apply to PTSD and the recovery process. And yeah. so that's kind of what we're doing here. So number one, we're going to be talking about the voice inside your head and your internal roommate. Number two, we're going to be talking about infinite energy covered by past pain. And number three, we're going to be talking about releasing inner energy. So this book, you know, how would you, I guess, like sum it up, like the theme? Um, the biggest part I would say um, would be just like the awareness, right? And that separation between like the core you of who you are and everything else that's not you. So like all those thoughts, all those negative thoughts are just the thoughts in general, separating those from you and really connecting with that core you that is, you know, at peace, um, calm, relaxed, loving, joyful, happy, you know, really figuring out like separating those things. Cause like so often, like, especially in PTSD, right? Like you have all these thoughts and you're just like beating yourself up constantly, but like for doing certain things and thinking certain things and feeling certain things, but like, those are all just like exterior things that aren't really you at the core. Like you think that you're a bad person cause you lash out your, your boyfriend or your girlfriend or something, but like at your core, you know, you're a good person. So this really, this book is kind of just, that's how it applies to PTSD. It's like about separating those things and realizing that like, wow, like this, like I'm not all these things. I'm not all these symptoms. Mm-hmm. I'm not like this anger. I'm not like these flashbacks. I'm not like all these negative thoughts. I'm not that. You know, I'm still a good person. I'm still a, like a, like a great person. That piece of me is still there. Cause so many people find that that piece or they, they think that they, they lose that piece. Right. They think right, that like, right. Like you, like, like most, most of your life, you don't even like, you didn't even know what it was like to like live a life without mm-hmm. PTSD covering everything up. Right. You know? And like kind of like a core thing as I was reading through this was like, um, just pulling back like all those layers and like really connecting with that part of you that you might've forgotten or like you didn't think you you could connect with. And to me, that's kind of like the overall theme of the book. And it does a really, really great job of kind of like simplifying that concept and making it um, applicable and actionable, which I think is cool. And I think the overall word might be like, consciousness right do you feel like that's a good kind of umbrella word yeah yeah consciousness so the the first thing we want to talk about right he talks about the voice inside your head and your internal roommate so i want to start off with a quote on and this is how um he begins the book it says oh no i can't remember her name what's her name darn here she comes what is it sally sue she just told me yesterday what's the matter with me this is going to be so embarrassing and that is how he starts the book and Mm -hmm. he starts the book in that's kind of, you know, in quotes and that's someone's thought process, right? You, you meet someone on Monday yeah, and then yeah. Tuesday you see him again and in your head, you're like, oh my gosh, what was it? What, you know, I, for, I totally <laughs> forget everything about this person. Like, yeah. and then you, you, whatever you fake it or whatever, yeah. but all those thoughts are going on inside your head. Right. So that's like your consciousness talking and like not you essentially. Right. So he's talking about this internal roommate. So basically you have like this, I guess, person, so to speak, right that literally is speaking in your head all the time. And I talked Mm -hmm. about this in another episode, like just your thoughts and like thinking constantly. Right. Yeah. And trying to separate yourself from those thoughts Mm -hmm. because they are going a hundred percent of the time, hundred percent of the time, at usually a hundred miles an hour. Right. So like the way, and this is the probably one of the coolest 
ways I've seen it described, like the visual, is he says like, okay, so this is your internal roommate, right? This consciousness, these thoughts. Now he's like, okay, so like picture, you know, taking that internal roommate and making them a real roommate, right? So basically someone who's physical, who's real, who's Mm -hmm. attached at your hip 100% of the time and always talking to you, right? So instead of them being inside your head, like put an image (laughs) to them and like live with this person for like even just a few minutes and like they're going to be the most annoying person on the planet, right? They're going to sit like he, I think he he talks about uh, like sitting and watching TV and watching like a football game or something like that and sitting on the couch and this like, this now external roommate like sitting next to you and being like did you do the dishes like how was work today like I can't believe you forgot that assignment at school or like and just like just like talking to you while you're just trying to enjoy the football game and just like looking at you and just constantly like chatting to you yeah and you being like go away like get a life right so it's it's a really kind of interesting um visual and I think he did a really good job of of explaining that yeah that that whole idea is amazing like if you can if you can kind of just imagine that and kind of like take your thoughts separate from them and imagine that roommate next to you just talking all the time like that's an amazing exercise and like when you can separate it you're like you get like oh my god like this thing this guy is just going and going and going like what are you talking about Uh, right like why you're you're just like you're like oh oh the blue i like that blue that's a nice blue oh my 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 girlfriend wears a nice blue shirt like that i really like that shirt and like oh that reminds me of hawaii and like and then you just like you're like what are you talking about <laughs> like, oh just like my stop gosh. <laughs> and like that's but that's that's the thing is like that internal roommate that voice inside your head is constantly going and it's saying those things anyways and a really cool thing um that he, um, michael talks about in the book too is is like um like listening to the roommate and listening to it when it tells you or like when you're worrying about things right mm-hmm. so like when you're like oh my gosh this is going to happen and then this is going to happen and this is going to happen and this is going to happen and then like if you if you actually start listening to it and like paying attention to what he, what your roommate says i'll say he because i'm a, a guy um if you start paying attention to what he says um you'll find that most of the things that he says like never ever come true so most of the things that he tells you is a lie which right. is like a really interesting thing to to think about and to help you, um, again, separate. Because like, cause a lot of times it's like, okay, like I can become aware of my thoughts, but how do I change that? How do I realize that that's like, like, the, like that I, I shouldn't believe everything he says? So just like look at it and like test it. Be like, all right, this is what my internal roommate says or is saying to me, you know, but none of these things are happening. And like, what if you, like, if, if your roommate was real and this was a real person next to you saying all these crazy things, would you take them very seriously? Like if there was, if there was a real person next to you, like telling you to worry about like, I don't know, what's an example? He uses a really good example in the book, actually. Um, let's say like it's me and I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for my boyfriend to come home from work and like he's running late and he didn't answer his phone and that internal roommate, those thoughts are like, oh my gosh, like he hates me. He's going to break up with me. He's (laughs) cheating on me. Like uh, all these things, maybe, I don't know, maybe, you know, he, he got lost. He got hurt. All these things your internal roommate is telling you. And, you know, then he walks through the door and, 
with like a bouquet of flowers or something. And he's like, I'm so sorry. My phone died. I just went to the flower shop to pick you up flowers. Like, I love you so much. Like, will you marry me? Right. And so like, and then you're like, oh my gosh, like, it's no big deal. It's totally okay. Like, don't worry about it. Like, and like you're, then you switch from like, oh my gosh, he's going to leave me and he's cheating on me to like, oh, I'm so in love with this guy. Like, obviously he would never do any of that. And that's all your internal roommate. And so he talks about like if you took that and made it external you made that a real person right so say i'm sitting in my living room and i have this this external roommate with me and i'm like oh my gosh where's my boyfriend and that person was like oh he probably died and he probably hates you and is also cheating on you <laughs> and it's it's likely he's he's going to break up with you that's why he's not answering your phone <laughs> and then your boyfriend walked through the door with a bouquet of roses you would never take advice from that person again, yeah. right? You'd be like, take a hike, man. Yeah, you, what are here. you doing, <laughs> right? But he talks about like that internal roommate constantly lies to us, constantly misleads us, right? Worries us like that. And, but then we continue to take advice from them. And definitely it's like, oh, no big deal, right? Yeah, no yeah. big deal. <laughs> um, and it's just a really interesting perspective. And, you know, it can be really hard to separate those things, but the first piece, right, is just becoming aware that those things are happening. So be yeah. aware when that internal roommate is giving you advice and you got to be like, whoa, like slow down yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just kind of put them on pause and put them on the side and just be aware that they're they're trying to give you advice and they're going to give you advice for the rest of your life. But specifically, right, with PTSD, specifically with the belief that, you know, healing is possible, right? So your roommate's giving you advice regardless, Right. And you have to be careful about the advice that they're giving you. And this is something I talk about a lot in the Broken to Unbreakable program is the belief. Right. So you must, must, must surround yourself with the belief that this is possible. Mm -hmm. It is so, so, so important. And so once that internal roommate brings any sort of skepticism in, you need to kind of shut them off and like shut them down. Right. And change that belief to make sure they're giving you good advice, right? So constantly feed yourself. I talk about inputs a lot, right? Feed yourself with positive inputs, like feed Mm -hmm. yourself with the podcast. I had um, someone recently say to me, you know, I don't search for any other content but yours because I don't want to hear it, right? I don't want to hear any doubt. And honestly, that is one of the best things. I'm not saying don't like go get other references, but that is one of the best things. Only feed yourself with positivity. Because if you look for holes in a ship, like you're going to find it, right? (laughs) If you look for negativity, if you look for people who are saying it's not possible, you're going to find it. So, you know, it's, it's about the, Mm -hmm. the wolf that you feed, right? Right. Um, Right. And that's important. And a kind of a cutesy saying that we, that I personally love, I think it's cute and just take it as it is for a second, right? I think it's cute. Um, Grant Cardone talks about, he says, don't drink the Kool-Aid swim in the Kool-Aid, right? So, you know, when people are like, don't drink the Kool-Aid, like, no, don't drink the Kool-Aid, swim in the Kool-Aid, right? Yeah. If, if you're going to be near the Kool-Aid, you might as well take a bath in it. Um, so feed yourself with positive Kool-Aid, yes. of course. Um, positivity. You're drinking Kool-Aid every second of every day anyways. You want to make sure it is the sweet kind. Yes. <laughs> That's so important. Um, but like the whole idea of like the roommate thing is like awareness. Like that's the key. Um, because if you're not aware of what's going on in your head, you're not going to change it. And a lot of times where people go wrong with like the internal roommate thing and the voice in their head is like they, they try to fight it. Mm -hmm. Like shut up. Like, but that's just another voice in your head. Right. So like, what do you do then? You know, like, what do you do when, um, 
you just have like two different forces because like I guarantee that's happening to you. It's mm-hmm. like like you have a force in you that, that that's like angry, and then you have a, a a force in you that's like oh you shouldn't have done that. Like you should feel bad for yourself, and you're just beating yourself up and fighting yourself in your head. So that's that's already happening. You already have arguments and fights in your head all the time. Mm-hmm. So adding another voice to that and be like sh- like shut up, just shut up. <laughs> that's not gonna ha- that's not gonna help. So like what do you do? You have to figure out, uh, or you have to realize that like reality is just reality and you just have to like accept things as they are and a really good thing with that is is like becoming aware of your thoughts and separating from them but also like just bringing it's kind of like the whole idea of of mindfulness and uh one of my favorite books is the power of now and like Mm -hmm. bringing yourself into the present moment and focusing all your like all your senses like your your taste touch smell hearing everything focusing on the present moment and like really like taking everything in that is here right now and then that way it brings you out of your mind and into your life. Yeah. And that's really kind of like, that's where a lot of people go wrong. And like, that's where I go wrong. And I'm still working on this. It's like a, it's an ongoing thing. Cause you're like, your, your mind's always going, but like always trying to, um, be aware, separate yourself from your thoughts and accept and realize that like, it's kind of like your thoughts are kind of, you know, kind of crazy. They can get kind of crazy. Like I wouldn't, I don't want to take advice from you right? all the time right. and just be like, I'm just going to accept the situation for what it is. You know, like my, I, my, my girlfriend didn't pick up, pick up the phone. I don't know why. And I'm just going to leave. Like, all I know is that they didn't pick up. I don't know anything else. Mm-hmm. You don't know anything that. either way. So, and that's important. Yeah. A big part is like awareness, acceptance, and like bringing yourself into the present moment. And you can do that anytime, you know, anywhere, anytime. And that's a big thing too, is the acceptance, right? To not fight yourself over like, why am I having these thoughts? Just yeah, yeah. just pause and be present and bring yourself yeah. here. And that, right, like that is the best example. Like, oh my gosh, my boyfriend didn't pick up the phone. Okay, he just didn't pick up the phone. That's all. And you don't that's know any know. other information. That's no. all that you know. Anything beyond that point, you're just making up in your head. Right. You know, all you know is one thing. <laughs> you, you can know that one thing for sure. Everything else you have no idea. And you're just speculating and guessing and like freaking yourself out (laughs) (laughs) for no reason. But that internal roommate thing, if you can try that and actually do that, that's, it's, it's a fun, it's a really cool and effect. It's really effective. Surprisingly. It is Um, even just thinking about just having that. It's, it's so silly, but it's so cool. Yeah, it is. (laughs) It does bring a lot of awareness. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to say about that too. Yeah. Is like, it's, it's like constantly like it's just, uh, here's another way of just kind of like looking at it. It's like, it's constantly narrating your entire life, like narrate, like narration. That was, that was like a key word that helped me understand and separate and kind of become aware of everything. It's just like my mind is just narrating my life. You know, I see something and I like, I have thoughts about that thing, Mm -hmm. you know, like things like it automatically narrates everything I look at. It's like, Oh, that camera. Oh, it's black. It's shiny. Oh, I'm looking at it. Oh, should I look at Kayleen now? I'm just like, I'm constantly narrating what I'm doing in life. And like, um, the other thing is labeling. Like I'm constantly labeling things. Like this is a book in my mind. So like when you can just accept things as they are without like putting a label to it, that is another way to help bring yourself out of your mind and into the present moment. Yeah. Which is a cool thing. And he also talks about like the physical world versus the mental world. Right. Which is another cool visual. These, these things are kind of just like to help you understand and make that separation is that like all of us make and kind of create, an entire mental world inside of our minds and we never really leave because well for a lot of people it's comfortable and you have control there usually or at least that's what you think um 
And then we never really take the step into the actual physical world. So that was another thing that really helped me like separate again. It's like, oh, like, wow, I'm just living in this totally alternate reality that doesn't even exist in my head. I'm like, I'm living in this totally like made up mental world and I'm spending no time in my real life in this physical world with the people that I love. And like, that's just another way to look at it. I just wanted to like throw that out there to see if it could help you um, kind of make that shift. That's awesome. Yeah. um so i guess kind of our uh, bringing us into our second point here Mm -hmm. talking about infinite energy covered by past pain this is Mm -hmm. an interesting kind of topic that he talks about yeah yeah do you want to speak a little bit about this sure yeah um he kind of talks about like you always have like this energy inside of you it's just that it keeps getting covered up by in our case like that past pain like past um things that happen the traumas or anything else that happened in your life Um, but some examples that he uses is like you go to, um, or you see someone that you love that you haven't seen in a while and like you instantly get brighter and like happier and like nothing's changed, right? Mm -hmm. Nothing's changed. Just like, like things have happened in your mind to give you more energy. You've connected with that part of you that gives you energy. Or if you go to like a concert or if you're like, you have an event that you're looking forward to. It's like you get like this energy inside of you. You get like this like vacation, excitement. like spring fever or senioritis. Yeah. Yeah. Or like if you listen to like a good podcast like this. <laughs> right. Seriously. Like, yeah, absolutely. I listen to good podcasts and it like it like pumps me up and it's like yeah. nothing changes except for it's like I connect with this part. Right. And that's something that like he talks about. Um, but what I think really relates how we can relate that to like PTSD and recovery is that like you have like, again, like this core you that is filled with energy, filled with love, filled with like happiness and everything. So that core you is still there. It's just covered up by all these layers, more and more and more and more and more and more layers of pain of things that happened in the past. And all that is just like preventing you from connecting with that real true self. So the way that I like to think of that, and that's a great example, mm-hmm. is like that core true self is like, a ball of like light, right? Like mm-hmm. light, love, acceptance, energy, you, just like true you, right? Yeah. And then each kind of experience that hurts you is like a wall around it, right? So you build all these walls, all these walls, all these walls until you can't feel that mm-hmm. true energy, that like love and acceptance for the world and for yourself because of all these w- walls, right? Because mm-hmm. of all these times you've been hurt because of all these things are blocking it. And that is kind of how I like to visualize that. Yeah. But it is important, like, you know, that is always there, right? That's something that is always, always there. It's just no matter who you are, no matter what you've been through, no matter what situation, you have that core. Mm -hmm. It's just being clouded by these walls, right? Right, right. And I, that's, I love that he talks about that. Like, like when you, like when you see your dog and you're just like, oh my gosh, I just love you. You just like made me so happy, (laughs) right? Or any dog, really. And I saw a great dog today (laughs) and like, you just, you just get excited. Right. And like nothing changes and it's not even like an adrenaline rush. Right. Cause like, I feel like, you know, if you saw like a celebrity on the street, it'd be like a rush of adrenaline. Right. It'd be like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. This is is an emergency. Um, so, you know, but like when you see a dog, like when you see Shiloh, you're like, oh my gosh, he's so cute. I love him. And that like love comes out, right? And that yeah, core yeah. comes out a little bit. And you're able to kind of, that light is able to work its way kind of through the cracks and the walls yeah. to kind of get out. 
And I think that's kind of a, a good visual for that. No, that's a, that's an amazing visual with that. Um, but knowing it's always there. Yeah. Cause like we said before, it's like you always like, it can be years, right? It can be decades for some people. For maybe sure. Never, yeah. Maybe they've never been connected with that piece. And like knowing that it's still there, we know it's still there. Right. Like Kayleen didn't know it was there. Right. I didn't. Not really. No, <laughs> you know? no idea. Um, but like that, I mean, once you know that you, then you, your goal as someone who has PTSD is to start breaking down those walls. Right. And you do that by, um, processing the past memories and healing them. Right. And that's something that is like kind of like very, it's very individual and it's kind of like, it's way too complex to kind of explain here on the podcast today. And that's pretty much exactly what Kayleen walks people through in her program. Um, but one, one simple way like that we're teaching you today to do that is to like learn how to separate yourself with your thoughts, you know, and that is a, a simple way to help you get more connected with that inner you. So, right. Because when those thoughts, when that internal roommate is like, I'm terrified and this is awful and all these bad things are going to happen. And like, I'm so scared. And like, this is right it's like giving you all this kind of negativity and these feelings mm -hmm. because it is powerful it's really powerful um so that first step of awareness really separating each other is really really important yeah that's super important and that brings us to our third and final point which is releasing inner energy releasing inner energy so this one was actually huge for me on my recovery um me too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I know for me, I'll talk from my experience right now and then Kayleen will tell you a little bit about her, but like me, like I was watching her go through all of her pain and then I was comparing my pain to hers and then saying to myself that, Oh Brad, yours isn't that bad. Like you don't have to worry about it. And then I just keep pushing it down and pushing it down and pushing it down. And like, I feel this pain and this stress and this anxiety, but then I just keep like, I keep just like shoving it back down until like shoving this pressure cooker, the bottle. until I'd like, I'd like explode and like throw my fist through a wall, but still I wouldn't release all that energy. It would still be in there. And I just push it down and push it down and push it down. And I'm sure like a lot of people out there, it's like, you feel that like desire to cry, but then you just like, you can stop it. Right. And you push it down. And, um, what we're talking about here is like releasing that inner energy and like when you, what we found with our own personal experience and what we've heard from so many other people too, is that like when you push it down, like it's going to, it's going to come out in all wacky, crazy ways. You know, if you, if you don't release it, um, and you're just going to kind of like perpetuate that pain, you're going to hold on to that pain and like that, like that feeling in your chest and in your gut and like that tightness and everything. So like literally for me, it was like, it was really hard to release that energy. Um, but it was, it was kind of like a moment where I kind of just like accepted and opened. It's kind of like weird to say, but like, I, I felt like I was like opening my heart and like, just like releasing all the tension in my body. And I stopped judging myself. I stopped resisting all that pain that was inside of me. And I just like, I let it all out. Like I, like my, my hands were twitching. Like I was crying like uncontrollably. But I like, I released it and it took, I, I did it several times mm -hmm. <laughs> over the course of my recovery because there was just like so much that I just like kept inside of me. But like, I think each time it was, it was like over an hour of me, like, just like, like letting things go. Cause I just held on to so much stuff. And I was like, I was crying. Like I was literally like, like twitching and stuff. And it was, it was crazy. But like, 
after that point, it felt like it didn't. It, it didn't feel amazing, but it felt like this, like this weight was lifted off me, you know. And like each time that I did that, that I released that energy, like more and more weight was released um, off my body, and like more and more tension in my chest, and like in my like shoulders and my face, and like I used to like frown all the time. I used to be like this person who used to frown all the time, and like I was, I always looked like an angry person, and like like things just started like loosening up and like just like I, the easiest way to describe it is like weights a little bit at a time kept like being released for me and it was like it was an amazing realization that like if you just keep pushing this pain down and never and never release it you're just you're just like it's it's always going to be with you so like, you got to like give yourself that acceptance and love and be like hey man like it's okay you got hurt. And that's what I was telling myself. It's like, man, like you got hurt. Like you went through a hard time. It's like, it's okay that you cry. It's okay that you do these things and release this, you know? And it was one of the most powerful things in my recovery. You know, it wasn't everything, but like it helped an immense amount releasing that inner tension, that inner energy that I was just like resisting and resisting and bottling up inside of me. Right, and each one of those walls, right? Yeah, yeah. Just kind of like breaking down until that true self. Yeah, yeah. Until that core of peace and love and mm-hmm. calm and happiness. And it was weird too because like it was hard for me to release it and to accept myself. Like I had so many times where it's like, I just want to let this go, but I don't know how to let it go. But then like it, it's kind of like you just figure out that it's like I'm just like I'm not fully loving or accepting myself or I'm judging myself for all this pain that I went through and I just have to like, I just have to accept myself and like bring more love to myself and allow myself to let it go and let all that energy out. And it's like weird because you can kind of like feel it. And I'm not, ta- I'm not talking about like energy, like spiritual energy or anything. I'm just literally talking about like that emotion in your body and just like opening it up and relaxing it and letting it express itself. <laughs> but that's my story. That's how, that's how and releasing that's awesome. energy like was a huge, huge step for me. And um, it's important. It's really important. It is important, right? And I think like number number one thing, right, is just to, you know, if you can, try not to bottle it up, right? Try not to resist when, you know, you're feeling feelings like something we've been talking about recently, like is it's okay to feel hurt. Yeah. You know, it's okay to feel pain. Like a lot of times you, when we think of, for whatever reason, whether it's like cinematic or pop culture, when we think of someone who's like strong and like a resilient or like a fighter or like whatever, like we think of this person that like doesn't release their emotion and just like, you know, is this like bundle of confidence and like right energy. Mm-hmm. And like, that's just like not how it is. Right. Like mm-hmm. um, that you know, in my opinion and in in our experience is almost quite the opposite. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really kind of, it's really sad. Right. But when you're acting like that cinematic, like strong person, often what you're doing is bottling things up and resisting the feelings and the emotions and the energy rather than kind of letting yourself feel because, Mm -hmm. you know, you have been through a lot and it's okay. Right. And what we talked about at the beginning of the episode, PTSD is a normal reaction to an abnormal event. So it doesn't matter if it affected you or if it affected me, 
differently, right? All that matters is that it hurts and like, it's okay to hurt sometimes. And it's okay to just kind of sit and cry for an hour and just be like, oh my gosh, it hurts so much. And just to kind of let it out. Right. Yeah. And that really, I think is what strength is, is just like being able to not resist and, and kind of let that be expressed and Mm -hmm. then pick yourself up. Right. And be stronger for feeling that for having that go through you. And that I think is really important. It is. That's super important. Um, because I mean, that is, that is a, a, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but like, I, I, something that you're growing up as like a guy, it's like, you don't express your emotions. That's how I was raised. Um, and it's supposed to be like a strong thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, or there is a way where you can like develop that resilience. So you're initially like not even hurt, but so many times we just lie to ourselves and we're like, I'm going to pretend not to be hurt, but I really am hurt. So like, you, you know, when you're hurt or when you're not hurt. Cause like you can have two people again going through the same exact experience where one person get hurt, one person doesn't. Um, but so many times we lie to ourselves and be like, Hey, I'm, I'm not hurt. And I just push it down. Right. So you have to know when you're pushing it down, when you're not. And when you're running and when you're running from the pain, that's a big yeah. one. That's a, that's another huge, yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, I lost my train of thought, but bottling it up. Never good. Never good. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, you know, you know when you're hurt, right? You can build that resiliency so you don't get hurt initially, but like, you can't be like, oh, I'm resilient. I like, I don't let anything happen to me. But then in your head, you're just lying to yourself because you're in a bunch of pain and pushing it down. So yeah, you know, you know if you're in pain or not. And like, you know, if you're bottling it up. So like if you're bottling up, really just kind of work on it. Um, Bring yourself some acceptance and some love. Yeah. That's really, that's really what it is. And realize there's nothing wrong with you. And like, there's nothing wrong pat yourself with on crying. The and that you've been through something really hard. Yeah. And you continue to go through something really hard. A lot of times, like, it's not even, like, the trauma, the initial trauma that hurts. I mean, obviously, the trauma, initial trauma hurts. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's so many things that happen afterwards that, like, that hurt you because like the, the way that you think about and things. the finances and the yeah and, and the then friendships like, and the career. It's the cycles. And the, yeah. It's like, oh, I, I, here's an example with, like, a, a relationship. It's like, oh, I get mad at you, right? And then I beat myself up. And then I go eat a bunch of ice cream and I feel guilty about the ice cream. And then you start down this dark side spiral and then you feel like a failure in life because you're not doing anything. And then you're down at this low place. And you're beating yourself up because you're beating yourself up. And you're beating yourself up, beating yourself up. And then like the, all those things cause you more and more, more and more and more and more and more pain. Right? So all those things, like people look at the initial trauma, but there's a lot of like things that happen along the way that hurt you. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of things that you might have to release along the way. Or like invalidation. That's a big one. You yeah. not validating yourself. That yeah. is basically right. The bottling up. Yeah. That's pretty much what that is. Just get over it, man. No, no, no. I mean, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I was saying, I was giving an example of invalidation. <laughs> I wasn't actually saying get over it. Just was, get over it. <laughs> that was some invalidation example. I wasn't actually saying voice. that to you. you have to be like, just get over it. Just get over it, man. Come on. <laughs> hey, just get over it. Shut it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's all awesome. This is a... Um, this is great. Kind of an eye-opening. This is a lot of yeah. information and a lot of information that is kind of hard to get a grip on. It's deep. So, something we'll be talking a lot more about in yeah. a lot of different pieces. But So, you know, if you feel maybe even a little overwhelmed, right, what we want you to start with is just that internal roommate exercise. So take those thoughts, externalize them, or something I like to do is the thinking out loud exercise, similar thing. Mm -hmm. So actually, if you want to blend the two, right, picture that roommate as a real person sitting next to you and, you know, say all your thoughts out loud or like say them for them, right, narrate for them. Um, 
And that's a great exercise to just have them sit on the couch next to you and talk at you. And you're going to be like, this is the most annoying. Like, why would I choose to live with this person? Yeah. <laughs> they don't even and pay rent. Yeah. <laughs> Ask yourself, what do you like? Is this someone you should be taking advice from? Right. Like, yes. are they, are they that trustworthy? Mm-hmm. Right. But that, that's, that is the exercise you guys should be doing. Yes. But don't beat yourself up. If, you're, if your don't internal roommate up. is not trustworthy. Don't fight yourself. Because often they are not. Bring them love. Yeah. No, they're like every, like every piece of you is trying to give you or do the best thing for you. They're doing the best that they can do. All those like voices and roommates, mm-hmm. they're all, they all want the best for you. Um, but they don't always know how to express the best. Yes. So you got to be there for you. That's the main thing. But also I want to say that, yeah. um, we did, we did throw a lot at you. We did. Um, but one thing that you cannot be afraid of is going through this again and yeah. re-listening to this. That's actually a great point. And repeating this or repeating another one that you, um, that you found helpful that you want to get like refreshed on because like you can listen to something once and be like, Oh, that kind of like, you know, that's, that's kind of nice. And then you forget everything about it. And like when, like if you really want to learn something or really want to get something into your life, you listen to it again and again and again and again and again. That was one of the biggest lessons I've ever learned. It's like, I get a book that I love that like makes impact. I read it 10 times or I listen to it 10 times or more or less. There's a quote from someone, I forget who it is. It's someone in the like fighting world, in the MMA world, I think. And they say, I don't fear the man who practices 10,000 kicks. I fear the man who practices one kick 10,000 times. So it it really is about mastery. Do you remember who said that? Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee said that. Yeah. So it's about mastery and repetition. And that's a great point. And on some of the podcast platforms, you can actually listen to these in one and a half speed or two speed, uh, like double speed. Um, And they they still, it takes a second to adjust to it. But that's how we listen to a lot of our books and podcasts and Mm -hmm. things like that because- then you can digest uh, honestly, more. You can you can get more, right? You can listen to them more. Um, you know, if it's too fast for you, do one and a half X. But um, it also kind of gives you this energy. It does. Like it I does. wish I could like talk that fast. I know people <laughs> wouldn't be able to understand me, right? But it gives you this like this like kind of um, energizer bunny kind yeah. of like feel where you're yeah. just like it almost like, makes you focus yeah, on it yeah, more too. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. It really does. It really does. Because you have to. Because you're like, oh, it's it's going so fast. <laughs> um, so that's kind yeah. of a good Yeah, trick. try it on one and a half. One and a half X. Yeah. I listen to most of my things on that. I, I um, do two X. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not comparing. <laughs> we never, we don't like to compare. We don't compare. Um, but yeah, don't be afraid to repeat things. Honestly, that was one of the, be- the best lessons mm-hmm. that, that I learned. Um, and just like, you almost have to learn how to learn things. And like, that's just a simple thing that anybody can do is just repeat it. If you like it, focus on it make sure you're focusing on it. If you're going in two X and you're like, you're missing half of everything. Yeah. Try one and a half. Right. Try even do one. If you, if you digest more, what's more important than getting through a lot of episodes is absorbing the material and really absorbing it. And then taking action. So it's a combination. Yeah. And then action, 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 action. 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 Lights, camera, action. <laughs> okay. So some <laughs> final words. If you like the podcast, subscribe, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Singer's book, the untethered soul. We're going to put a link below. It's a great book, honestly. Um, we talked about this on, on live, actually. Just, I guess, kind of final words on this. Um, it is geared as a um, religious book. 
Yeah, like a, a general spiritual uh, spirituality. Spiritual. Um, book, yeah. But that being said, right, that didn't come up once, obviously, in this podcast. Right. Um, something we like to do is constantly just, you know, see, just see the information as the information, whether it's, you know, under the umbrella of religion or under the umbrella of, I don't know, yoga Anything. or history, whatever it is, we, yeah. see, we see the information as the information. So don't be turned off. Um, if you're not someone who is in that spiritual realm, cause you don't have to be just take the information at face value. Yeah. Um, so it's a great, great book. I think he did an amazing job. So he thank did. you for sending this over for letting us kind of review this and you know, we're going to, we're going to put the link below so y'all can get it if you want it Yeah. on, on Amazon, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And I guess kind of just, do you have any final words on that or? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't, don't, um, if you are turned off that we just said it was a little bit spiritual, like, don't judge it. You got to try it. Um, one of the biggest faults with people is that they don't like to, they have these certain judgments and in their head before they go like do something or try something that they never try new things and therefore they never get new perspectives and therefore they, they don't grow as much as they can, right? So like we look for information. We don't care where it comes from. We want to know if it's useful or not. Mm-hmm. So we share books with you that we've, found useful and then share like the most important pieces that apply to PTSD. Cause like you, you like you just listened to this whole episode. We didn't talk once about anything spiritual, mm-hmm. right? So like all these lessons we got from this spiritual book, but we didn't say anything about being spiritual. Right. And not on purpose either. That's just, just happened. Yeah. We were just trying to like take what would apply to PTSD the most, mm-hmm. but that's a huge thing. That's a big mistake yeah, that a lot of people is, do is that sure. they don't look at, they judge things before they look at it and they don't try new things and they don't grow as much as they, they could. So like so many things are like, you don't even know where things come from anyways. You know, yeah. like everybody nowadays like loves mindfulness, but that that's like an ancient Buddhist practice. Right. And nobody talks about that. It's, it's like, so it's like kind of a religion. Yeah. Which, yeah. yeah it's like, okay. So you just got to look, look at everything yeah. and like, you're going to make your own judgments and beliefs off of what you read. Like yeah. you don't like, you don't have to, I don't even know if he's part of a religion, but you don't have to like think of spiritual things at all. which is really important. Um, But yeah, lastly, if you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star rating because it helps us reach more and more people. If you enjoyed this, if you get a lot of help out of all these podcasts, rate us. It helps us rank higher in the searches and helps us reach more and more people and help more and more people. So if you want to help some more people, help us help more people by getting us to the top of that list. Top of the list, baby. Yeah. Um, if you're on YouTube, definitely subscribe, hit the notification bell. Mm-hmm. If you're on a podcast, you can go to YouTube and watch us drink coffee while we talk to each other <laughs> <laughs> alone in this room. Um, if you like the podcast, of course, subscribe. If I talked a little bit about kind of what I do uh, as a PTSD and CPTSD recovery coach at the beginning of the episode. So right now I'm running a free training on, you know, how to heal basically about my journey not my story, my journey, right? So there's nothing detailed in there. Um, but how I kind of ended up where I am now, how to heal PTSD, even if you've suffered for decades, even if you feel helpless, hopeless. Um, and so you can register for that training. It's a great training, um, at overcoming PTSD.info slash go. So that's Mm -hmm. overcoming PTSD.info slash go. So we always say, you know, like skip a movie this week, make some time for the training. What's number one is you and what's number one underneath you (laughs) Okay, number two <laughs> is healing your PTSD because PTSD is at the core of every other issue in your life, right? Mm-hmm. So it's PTSD and then it's relationship problems and then it's intimacy and then it's family and then like all those things are off of that core of PTSD or CPTSD. So make some time for the training. It's a great training. 
yeah, check that out. Check and it if, out. if you are, um, if you're feeling like kind of like stuck in like this, like spiral of like depression, hopelessness and stuff, like, like dude, we've been there. Mm-hmm. We know you can get out of there. And like the reason why we do all these things is because like, there aren't enough resources for people. Mm-hmm. There aren't, there, there isn't that, that roadmap. And like, if you want to learn from somebody to like who has done it and who can help you feel like a normal person, like if like most people like who have PTSD don't even think that it's possible. They don't think that they can live a normal life where they're like, they're just like calm and like their heart isn't pounding out of their chest. They're not having nightmares every night. Like they think that's impossible to get that full night rested sleep, but it's not. And if you want to learn from someone who actually has done it, then you definitely need to check out that free training because Kayleen talks about the broken to unbreakable program and it's honestly the best thing that's out there um but either way you're gonna get an amazing time um get some amazing information some amazing inspiration and like it's gonna change your life it's gonna change the whole course of your recovery Mm -hmm. (laughs) honestly quite simply like i'm not even blowing out of proportion it's just like it's gonna change the course of your recovery and it could be the thing that just like flips the switch and changes everything so if you're on the edge d just do it it's just a click of a button just do it <laughs> so thank you mm-hmm. he's my number one fan i am he's i am been there. By far. he's been there he doesn't want to see anyone go through what we went through dude you we, we would have saved years mm-hmm. years of our lives yeah years what would i do to get years back i would watch a webinar uh, two hours <laughs> I'd, I'd spend two hours of my life jeez but yeah, that's it. So we want to help save you and your relationships, of course. Um, last kind of thing, I guess, you know, we believe in you. We love you. We're here for you. You know, if you ever have any questions or comments or concerns, definitely reach out. Mm. Uh, we'll put my email in the in the description as well. And, you know, we just want to, you know, be here for you. You know, a lot of you, I feel like it's hard. It's hard when no one in your life understands you when you know, there's no one you can really talk to about or like relate to, but we live in this amazing, amazing world where we can connect over the internet. And, you know, I have a positivity only support group on Facebook. It's called overcoming PTSD. Um, we'll put the link below as well. So, you know, connect with people, connect with me, connect with us. We believe in you, you know, swim in the Kool-Aid. Seriously. Like honestly, be here, get into the group, get the, you know, get on the email list, get emails from me every day. Uh, I have a blog. So be swimming, consuming the Kool-Aid, consume all of it. There's so much information. I do videos all the time on YouTube. There's videos all over the place, Facebook, Instagram, whatever your kind of your, your poison, right? Pick your poison, whatever your favorite social media minus Twitter is (laughs) (laughs) unless, unless you're on Twitter, um, you know, check it out. There's a lot of amazing information. I give away so, so much help, so many things to take action on that will change your life. Literally, yeah, literally change your life. So definitely check it out. Yeah. If you're struggling, reach out mm-hmm. to her, mm-hmm. please, because uh, she has so many resources that will help you literally overnight. If you just put in the time, if you put in like this much effort, send an email and then she has like free programs and free like worksheets and stuff that mm-hmm. like, she'll just give you like for your specific problems. So, like if you put in like this much effort, like a tiny bit of effort, send an email and be like, Hey, this is what I'm going through. Could you help me with it? Right. Your life is going to change. Big deal. Overnight. Literally, literally, yeah. literally yeah. over it. Like I, I'm not exaggerating. Like literally overnight, like she can teach you like a handful of things that will literally 
Literally overnight. Change your life overnight. Mm-hmm. Not not cure you overnight. That's not what I'm saying. But change it. Change yeah. everything, how you feel and react to things overnight. So and get you on the right path. Yeah. But that's it for me. Yeah, that's all I have. So we love you. We believe in you. And we will see you tomorrow for uh, PTSD Recovery Workshop. Yeah. Because it is Wednesday. That'll be fun. All right. All righty. Oh, and Thursday's Valentine's Day. Yes, it is. And that's our episode on relationships. relationships. Ooh. Some Reese's coming your way. Ooh, surprise. <laughs> all right, we love you. We'll see you all tomorrow. Yep. See you tomorrow. Adios. Bye-bye.